You are listening to the Bristow Advent Christian Church Podcast. Visit us on the web at bristowacc.net. Thank you for listening. Good morning. Nice to see you again. My dog got a stick in the eye this week and thought it was getting better. Yesterday we decided to get it was getting worse and last night about midnight I decided to take my dog to the emergency room. And if you've ever done that, you'll know it's a different cost midnight on Saturday night than it is during the week. They had to have somebody special come in and go over the costs with me, so in the lobby, they have a very expensive latte machine. I thought, I'll get some of my money back right here. <laughs> Big mistake. Big mistake. Anybody watching the news lately? Yeah? Well, Jonathan, thank you for teeing me up. The word news is actually an acronym for North, East, West, and South current events from all directions and what's going on all around us and you know we all see the images of what's going on in the world and more so now information travels so much faster today than it did 20 years ago 50 years ago and now everything that happens is instantaneous we were watching a a program the other night on the Ukrainian war and we're seeing the people fleeing Ukraine with nothing more than a trash bag full of belongings. A lot of them with small children. The children may have a little backpack and maybe one toy. Most of them were on foot, crowding the train stations, crowding the highways, walking along paths, and it's just, it breaks your heart to see what's going on in this part of the country, in this part of the world babies being born in basements and train stations. As Jonathan asked, please pray for these people. Father, I lift these people up and just anyone who is asking for help in your name, may you give them help. You know, before we saw the invasion, we saw a pandemic, a global pandemic over the last couple of years. And we see images of hospitals, medical workers stretched beyond capacity. I know a lot of you have had some hospital stays here recently. I was there with my mother and I remember this last episode, people lined up in the hallways, people in stretchers and in beds along hallways and the medical staff running to the point of exhaustion. And it just, even now, there doesn't seem like there's much relief. Pandemic, wars, rumors of wars. I just saw as I was coming in earlier uh, a news flash. What is the threat of global war, of nuclear war? Um, we don't know. We, knew, we do know that a lot of things have to happen before the end is near. What is left? Let's see what it says. Matthew 24 tells us, when the disciples were asking Jesus, what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Jesus answered, 
Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. You will hear wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still not to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. So I believe what we are seeing is just the beginning. There will be at some point famines and earthquakes. Something that we also saw in past history. The love of many will wax cold. At that time many will turn away from the faith and betray and hate each other. Many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a testimony to all nations, and the end will come. Later on it goes on to say how dreadful it will be for those who are pregnant and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight is not in wintertime. And that's exactly what we're seeing on the news. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and heavenly bodies will be shaken. You know, I saw here just recently that scientists were talking about two black holes in space that were discovered and how these black holes were merging towards each other and when they hit and collide, it's going to be a tremendous amount of energy that comes from that collision that may be a contributor to the stars falling from the sky, to heavenly bodies being shaken. We don't know exactly what that's going to look like. But we do know to stay ready, to be vigilant. Are the world leaders pushing their agendas good leaders or bad leaders? Throughout history we have both. But it's, it's important to remember that God was always in control. God always pushed His agenda. I mean, we can think about the children's story in, in Nineveh. What if those people didn't repent? That history, that story may be completely different. It may be more like that of Sodom and Gomorrah. What if Sodom and Gomorrah had listened like the people of Nineveh? That could have changed history. History. God is in control. In the days of Joseph, the Pharaoh of Egypt recognized the authority that God had given to Joseph, the discerning spirit that he had, the favor that he had with God, and he was wise enough to put him over all of Egypt, second in command of probably the greatest nation on earth at the time. Joseph went through a lot of preparation and trials to get ready for that position. He followed God's will and realized at a later point why he was in that position. 
not only did Joseph save Egypt, but possibly also the 12 tribes of Israel. God had a plan for the 12 tribes. A lot of that was funneled through Joseph. What if Joseph had held a grudge? What if Joseph chose not to help the brothers that sold him into slavery? Showed favor on few, but not to all. We're so thankful that Joseph followed God's will. 400 years later, the Pharaoh of Egypt had a little different attitude. Almost 430 years later. He didn't know Joseph. He didn't know God. Moses spent 40 years preparing to lead the children out of Israel, but he didn't know it at the time. He didn't know that he would become one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament. He didn't know the opposition that he was going to face with Pharaoh. Exodus 7 tells us, Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. You are to say everything I command you, and your brother Aaron is to tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go out of his country. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And though I multiply my signs and wonders in Egypt, he will not listen to you. Then I will lay my hand on Egypt, and with mighty acts of judgment, I will bring out my divisions, my people of the Israelites. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring the Israelites out of it. Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded them. Moses was 80 years old. Aaron was 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh. Jerry, your best days are ahead of you. Does it surprise you that God uses the authority of evil rulers to push his agenda? What if Pharaoh had said, okay, take the Hebrews and go. Get out of my sight. I don't like your kind anyway. One of the greatest miracles of the Old Testament may have not happened. Close to a million people saw the parting of the Red Sea and how it closed back over the Egyptian army that was in pursuit and how many lives would, how many children of Israel would have died had the Egyptian army caught up with them. What if all the world Believers and non-believers read the Bible prophecies and saw what was prophesied to take place. Would it change history? Maybe. Maybe not. The Pharisees knew the scriptures. They read the prophecies about Jesus and saw prophecy fulfilled right before their eyes and yet Jesus was crucified. God had an agenda to save the world through the blood of one Savior. God doesn't make leaders and rulers evil. That's their choice. People choose the path they follow. The book of Judges goes back and forth from good to evil, good to evil. 
my mother always called it forth and back. She said, you can't go back until you went forth first. God will use world leaders, good and bad, to show His authority, to finish His work. And as we know, all things work out for the good for those who love the Lord. What are we to do? For one, let's start following the rules. Romans 13. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear? From the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For rulers do not bear sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. So there are agents of wrath in God's plan. Stay ready, my friends. Matthew 24. through 44 tells us therefore keep watch because you do not know what day your Lord will come but understand this if the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into so you must also be ready because the son of man will come at an hour that you do not expect him. The parable of the ten virgins compares those to those who were ready for the coming of the Lord and those who weren't. Stay vigilant. There is going to be massive deception in the end days. And that deception will have to come from credible sources to be effective. That if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. Fake news floods the internet worldwide. And like we said, the news is instantaneous. We are watching the refugees, the bombing, the fleeing of Ukrainians in real time. We're watching that as it happens. Fake news floods the world, and yet many people still believe everything they read. I was reading here not too long ago, John Stewart went to the defense of another talk show host who actually got called out on some of his misinformation. He had some facts that were a little bit wrong on the pandemic. And coming to his rescue, John Stewart says, who gets to decide what misinformation is? 
I would think that anyone who can prove it wrong would get to decide. Only one part is right and one is wrong. There is not different versions of the truth. There is only the truth and what is not. And yet, misinformation is now accepted almost worldwide. World leaders express their version of the truth and have followers that believe everything they say. Even to the point of World War III, people will follow them to the end. Power and corruption is so intoxicating that some will deal with the devil and even trade their soul. In Luke 4, we see that Jesus was being tempted by the devil. The devil led him to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. How many people would have taken that deal? That would have been pretty enticing to a lot of the world. We see rise and fall stories of many, many celebrities, many people, rags to riches, back to rags. We see those stories all the time. People who did whatever it took to climb the ladder, and then after their fall, they kind of had some regrets. The book of Proverbs has many sayings about fleeting wealth and what we're to seek. Proverbs 11.4 tells us, Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. You know, when we think of wealth, it's relative. What is wealthy to you may not be wealthy to someone else. Did you know if you have a place to sleep at night and you have a car, you're wealthier than most over half of the world? If you get to eat every day, you are wealthier than most of the world. It's sad to think that evil has such a grip on the world. Corruption and sin run so deep that God has to use the corruption of world leaders and all their followers to finally put an end to sin. Luckily for us, that time will be cut short for the elect's sake. Judgment day is coming. It will rain on the just and the unjust. All will be judged. Stay ready, my friends. Pray without ceasing. Seek the kingdom of God. Keep Jesus close, and no plagues will come nigh thy dwelling. As we read our scripture, 3.25, Have no fear of sudden disaster, or the ruin that overtakes the wicked. For the Lord will be at your side, 
and keep your foot from being snared. We're entering a scary time of history. It's scary but almost exciting because these things have to happen before we see the coming of Christ. And I pray every day that that, will, that day will come quickly. And I'm sorry for the people that have to go through those times of trouble. I pray we keep those in our prayers and those that may not see, that may not have what we have. But we know that has to happen for the coming of the Lord. So let's pray. Father in heaven, I just pray that you are in control and you will use the authority of world leaders and all of those to finish your work, that your agenda will soon be completed, that we will see the coming of Christ quickly. Thank you, Father, for all you have given. Be with us in all we do. Have mercy on us. Keep us safe until the day you bring us home. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God our Savior be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen.